and enter his gates with thanksgiving and his course with praise this morning. Can you stand up? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him.
else today. We lift you up and none other. Hallelujah. We are here for you, Father. because how many knows without him we are nothing without him we can do nothing and we need him in this place today how many needed him this week amen if you didn't need him then um, I'm not sure about you because I'm not sure if you're breathing because if you're living in this world you need Jesus amen we need him every day this is a song and a prayer and I just pray you'll sing it from the heart
Can we give the Lord praise in the house today? How awesome is He to you? He's an awesome, mighty God. He is our everlasting Father. Amen. Thank God. Isn't God good this morning? How many feel the presence of the Lord here already? You know, the Word of God says it is the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Think about that. How awesome is our God? When you look out there in the heavens and you see the earth, that belongs to the Lord. He's the creator of that. Amen? And it says that strength and beauty are His sanctuary. Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples, give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due to His name. Bring an offering and come to His courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty of His holiness. How many know that the Lord is an awesome God and even the heavens rejoice, the Bible says. The earth rejoice. It's time the church begins to rejoice that He is an awesome God as we sing that one more time. Come on. Give the Lord praise for your sin. Worship the Lord in the beautiness of His holiness. Amen. God is a good God. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, He is awesome. Praise the Lord. God bless you. You can be seated if you can. We are thankful you're here this morning and uh, just want to make you feel welcome in the presence of the Lord and amongst the church here this morning. It looks good out there. It was a cold night. But it's warm in here. The Spirit of God is moving. Amen. And we want to welcome you here if you're a first-time guest or you haven't been here for a while. Out there on our table in the foyer area, there is some connection cards. And we would love for you to fill one of those out. And just let us know who you are. And, and we would like to stay in touch with you to let you know all the exciting things that are always happening here at the church. Uh, speaking of exciting things, you know, we just want to go over a few announcements here this morning. Uh, first of all, as a church and the pastor, I'm sure what an overwhelming response there was for our Christmas tree project out here. Amen. Can we give everybody a hand for that? They had to go back out and get more cards to put on the tree. And so that's a really phenomenal thing. Uh, so <clears throat> if you have cards that you've already chosen and you got questions about those cards, whether it pertains to uh, the sizes or anything like that. Just see Sister Tina about that, and she will look into that for you. If you have any questions whatsoever concerning the cards themselves or the listings or what's on there. Uh, also, there are more out there, so this is the last Sunday. And if you wasn't able to get one of those cards as you're leaving, feel free to pick one of those up. And what a blessing it will be for some children and people, families who, who really need a Christmas, that can't have a Christmas, and that's your way of blessing them. Amen? 
And so uh, also on December the 5th at 2 p.m., the ladies will be having their Christmas luncheon. And uh, that will be, uh, I guess, here at, the, is it here at the church, okay? And all you need to do is just bring a covered dish. The, the, lady, the women's ministry will be providing the drinks and the meats. And so they just ask that you bring a covered dish, but they also want you to bring a guest uh, and bring them along as well for that. And men, we are going to be having our for, uh, prayer breakfast. Men, how many love breakfast? Come on. Come showing up here on December the 11th, and uh, we're going to find some uh, volunteers. I, I'm going to find some volunteers that will not, you know, if you burn your biscuits and <laughs> bust your eggs. And, you know, if you want me to do it, I'll scramble them for you. I can do that pretty good, amen? But anyway, we're going to have a good time. I want all the men that will, please come. And again, I'm asking you to show up, but also don't show up by yourself. Bring a friend. Bring a guest, bring a co-worker, bring somebody with you to this men's breakfast. And we're excited about what God's going to be doing in our men's ministry. And uh, I'm excited already because we've already moved forward. And we had a great turnout the last time. I'm looking for even greater turnout this coming time as well. Amen? So uh, God's looking for some Joshua's in these last days. And some Joshua's for their homes, Brother Jerry. We need some bold men again. That will take a stand. That, e that world out there is evil. And there is a lot of things coming up against our children. Coming up against our wives. Coming up against our homes and our schools. And it's time for men to be under the armor of God again. Amen. We got to be men of armor. Say men of armor. So come on men. We're going to be men of armor. Putting on the whole armor of God. And God will uh, bless you for that. I'm going to pray and uh, just welcome the Holy Spirit in this place and before our pastor comes up and uh, just ask God just to, just to bless him as he brings us forth the word of God. How many are looking forward to that this morning? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name that is above every name. It is the name of Jesus. Lord, you have all power. You are awesome, God. We just sung about that. You have all power, Lord, both in heaven and on this earth. And so we exalt you. You are the one worthy, Lord. You are the one that receives all the praise. Now, Lord, as we prepare, Heavenly Father, to move into this part of the service where the word of God will be preached to us this morning, I'm asking, dear God, that you would give the Holy Spirit empowerment upon our pastor. Lord, that you would just enable him, equip him, and empower him as he brings forth the word of God. May our ears, as the Spirit of God would say, let him that have ears hear what the Spirit is saying. If there ever was a time, Lord, we need to hear from God, it's now. So, Lord, empower him as he comes forth now, and we'll always give you the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. And everybody says amen. 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 Give, your hand, give a hand for our pastor, amen, as he comes. worship service wasn't it cold didn't it get cold last night wow 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 uh i do want to mention coming up in a few weeks ahead uh i'm going to talk to brother dale our sunday school teacher and how many of you guys would like to want to start sunday school back look at the hands that go up 
Brother Dale, will you stand if you don't mind? Just stand up, put your stand up. Don't be lazy on me this morning. Amen. Let's give Brother Dale a hand. Amen. We love the brother in the Lord as he brings the word of uh, brings the word of God. So we're going to be getting with him. I think the Sunday school literature is on its way or already here, and so we're going to start uh, we're going to start that up. I'd like to say a big thank you as Pastor uh, as Pastor Steve has already echoed. Uh, last Sunday we put those Christmas uh, cards of what uh, we wanted uh, wanted you to take and help sponsor uh, a child and uh, all the ones that we put on the tree i think there was what three left two two or three left by the time we left in just one week's time when y'all walked out the door and so tina as pastor steve had mentioned went and got some more uh, cars and i seen a couple bikes back there i don't know the one i don't know if the guy rode it into church this morning or what but anyway uh, I, I want to thank everybody for that. You need to give yourself a hand. Let's give the, yourself a hand as we continue. And we've got some other things that we're going to be doing uh, for Christmas. One other thing we're going to have got with Sister uh, Tina, which is a nurse. And uh, I think Sister Christina might have helped the last time. We're going to once again uh, help the hospital, the ones that are working on the COVID unit. Over at AMC, we're going to be giving them food and uh, just blessing them this Christmas. So be praying about that. So as a church, we're going to do, do that as well. And some other ministries, some other places we're going to bless. I also want to say thank you uh, for your tithes and offerings. I know we don't say much about it, but in the back, on right in behind the glass chairs back there is the uh, offering uh, plate and uh, everybody is just most people are just given unto the Lord during this time just supporting uh, the church to keep the lights on and keep everything going around here and uh, Lord the Lord has blessed during this isn't it kind of crazy how God has just blessed so much during this COVID time that we've been able to give and bless other ministries that's been kind of suffering financially and so I want to just a big thank you for everyone that's paying, paying your tithes and your offerings and giving special offerings. I just want to thank you. Uh, I also want to say before we get into the message, uh, my presbyter that is in Harrisonburg that pastors the Somebody God Church down there, his uh, dad passed away that had been in ministry probably 55 or 60 years, uh, passed away the other day. So if you would, if you'll be holding that family up in your prayers this uh, this coming week. Uh, I want you to lean in this morning. If you are a um, if you are a uh, baby Christian, maybe you just give your life to the uh, the Lord not long ago. Uh, maybe you've been saved for uh, you know five or ten years. Maybe you've been saved for a lot longer than that. I want you to I want you to lean in this morning. Uh, the message is not real long. But I think it's going to be very practical. And so I just want to encourage you to take, um, um, to take notes this morning. And this message uh, involves all of us. And, and involves in us taking our next step spiritually. Now all of us have got, it's got another step spiritually that God wants to take you and I. Correct? And it, uh, all of us have a next spiritual step. That God uh, wants to wants to take us. Psalms chapter thirty-seven and twenty-three says it like that. Let's read it together, okay? The steps of a what? Yes. 
of a good man are ordered by what? The Lord, and he delights in his ways. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The steps of a righteous man or a righteous woman are ordered by the Lord. Uh, the steps of a woman or man that is walking in the righteousness and holiness and godliness. The steps of a, uh, a person that is walking not of the flesh, but is walking of the is walking of the spirit. The Bible says they are ordered by the Lord. What does that mean? It means those steps are directed by God. They've been already uh, laid out by the Lord. They've been uh, architected already by the Lord. Your next steps. If you're walking with God and you're a born-again Christian and you love the Lord, the steps of a righteous man or a righteous woman, God has already architect and set those steps up for you and I. Isn't that exciting to know that God loves you and I so, so much that he has already set those next steps up for you and I. Jeremiah chapter 1 in verse uh, 5 puts it this way. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were what? Before you were born, I set you what? Apart. And I appointed you a prophet, Jeremiah, to what? The nations. Uh, I've put your steps in order before you were ever born, Jeremiah. And within those steps along the way, I've already architect, architected, designed, and set up for you to be a prophet among the nations. What has God already set up and architected and has designed and has put in order for your life already? And whatever it is that he has set in order that he's architected, that he has set up, whatever it is, it's big. Because God never does anything on a small schedule. He, he blesses, and when he blesses, he blesses big. And when he touches, he touches big. And so God had already set in order and seen the life of Jeremiah and each step that he would take in his life, God had already designed it. Isn't that the love of our heavenly, our heavenly Father? Isaiah chapter 44, verse 3, put it this way. I will pour out my spirit, my blessing, upon that seed. That's you. And the blessings upon your descendants. God said, I'm going I'm to bless you. And then I've already got steps designed and ordered, set up to bless your children. And then I've already got it set up to bless your children's children. So God said, I've already architected and I've already set up 
steps ordered to bless you, to bless your children, to bless your grandchildren, and on down the line. And God said that no matter what it looks like right now, Brother Jerry, no matter what it seems like that's going on in their life at this moment, or what's going on in your life at this moment, God said, I've already designed those steps set up to bless you and their big steps. Now let's give the Lord a hand about that. So when God, let me transition here, when God works, God works in the timing of methodology. And how he works is he works in a kingdom principles. Because we serve a king, and within that kingdom, there's a methodology that he uses within that kingdom that does not look like what the world has in a democracy that we live in. Because we are king's kids. Let's say that together. We are king's kids, aren't we? And we live in a kingdom. And so God doesn't operate like the world operates. His methodology is working within that realm of the what? Come on. Of the kingdom. So he doesn't operate the way this world works. He operates the, the way a kingdom operates. So what I want to do this morning for the next few minutes, I want to give you four or five things that will be in the transition from step to step. Say transition. So God, the way the methodology, the way the kingdom works, God will bless you in this step of life. He will take you from step to step. But within that step is a called, say an in-between. Say a gap. Say a dash. So in between each step, there is a dash. There's an in-between. Okay. So what does that look like for you and I to step from one step of blessing that God has for you and I into another step of blessing that God has for you and I? Because how many of you want to go into that next step that God has in store for you? Okay. What is the first thing that comes to your mind and comes to my mind when we hear the word blessing? A lot of times, the very first thing that comes to our mind is, is money, right? Is, is that one of the first things? But do you know that God blesses us with a lot more than just money? How many of you want your home to have peace in it? How many of you want your home to have joy in it? To have happiness, to have, how about unity among mom and dad and the children and the family? So sometimes our blessings just does not come in the way of financial blessings, and God does do that. But a lot of times they come in other type of blessings. And I want all the blessings of the Lord in my life. Whatever that may look like in your life or my life, I want all the blessings of God. I want my home blessed. I want my daughter blessed. I want my wife blessed. I want my mom blessed. I want my... Uh, siblings blessed. I want the rest of my family 
blessed. I want this church blessed. So what does that look like? So I'm going to give you some steps that they're in between called the dash and the in-between that will take us to that next step of blessing. And I am going to, the, the very first one, I'm going to tell you that, well, let me say all of them that I'm going to give you. Your flesh will resist the gifts. Because the enemy don't want you blessed by God. But there's steps in there, that, the in between the dash, that you're going to have to do to walk into the next great blessing that God has. The first one is, God may be asking you at this moment, before you walk into that next blessing, He could be asking you to die to self. Let's say that together. To die to self. Now, that doesn't feel good, much less when you say it. It don't even really sound like something we want to do. Nobody here really wants to die to self. Now, too many of us here want to die to the carnality in our life, do we? Doesn't, doesn't it feel better to your flesh that when your flesh tells you to do something and you operate within the flesh, doesn't the flesh feel good? If the Lord tell, if God speaks to your heart and there's been a spat between you and your husband or a family member and the Lord continually speaks to you about forgiving, do you really want to forgive? I mean, come on. Come on, how many of you right off the bat you want to forgive? No. None of us do. Some of us just want to carry that thing on and on and on. I mean, we don't want to give up sometimes what God is asking us to give up. Because we got to do what? We got to die to the flesh. We got to die to carnality. Okay? So. Before God takes you into that next step, a blessing that I want, I might have to die to a part of my life that God is asking me to die to. And there's not anyone under the sound of my voice, again, that enjoys dying to self. And if you do... Praise God, you're a lot further walking with God than I am. <laughs> Paul put it this way, one of the greatest writers of the New Testament church put it this way in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16 and 17. It said, let's read it together. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not what? Gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is what? To the what? The spirit. And the spirit what is what? Contrary to the flesh. But then he goes on to say, they are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever what? That you want to do. How many of you want to do what you want to do? 
Husbands, how many will say that your wife really wants to do what she wants to do? Okay, let me verse that. Uh, wives, how many of you say your husband, he just wants to do what he wants to do? Because that's the carnality, the flesh of us. But God says if you want to go to that next level, you're going to have to die to what? You're going to have to die to sell. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse uh, 31, put it this way. I declare by rejoicing you, in you, which I have in Christ Jesus, I, Lord, I do what? Let's say that together. I die what? I die daily. That means every day I have to get up and I have to die to the desires of the flesh. There are times in our life before God takes us into that next step of blessing that he puts you and I let's say it together on the potter's wheel. Now how many of you like me you like to jump off of the potter's wheel when God is molding and God is making you in to the image of Christ. Jeremiah put it like this in the New Living Translation. The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah and he said, Go down to the potter's shop and I'll speak to you there. So I did as he told me and found the potter working at his what? At his wheel. But the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped so he crushed it into a lump of clay again and he started what he started all over again okay every one of us in here whether you are a baby christian you just give your life to christ or you've been walking with the lord for a long time god is always working on every one of us now, I know you would like to say, God, there, there's Brother Steve. Now, I see him as a pastor, and Lord, I, I've been spending some more time with him, and Lord, he's got some flaws. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> and Pastor John's over here grinning, but I've spent a lot of time with him, and he's got a lot of flaws. So one pastor to the next. I'd say I'm just kidding, but I know they think I've got a lot of flaws. But that's what we want to do to begin with, right? How many of you have tried to point fingers at everyone else seeing their sin in their life? Maybe they're a baby Christian and they go outside and right outside here and they light up a cigarette and, they, and then you, you hear them get ready to leave and they turn some music on that you're not really, uh, you really believe that you should be listening to. And the very first thing we do is born again, walking with God, spirit-filled Christians. What we want to do, we want to condemn them and put them down. But what does God say to you and I? That little secret sin that you have in your life is worse than the one that they have. So you have to die to self. I love what 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 6 says. It says, humble yourself therefore unto God's what? Mighty hand. That he will lift you up and when? In due time. In his time, he's going to lift you up if you will humble yourself unto him. The second next great blessing that uh, I feel like, or the next thing that I feel like that we have to do sometimes is 
We have to trust the Lord, here it is, completely. Let's say, trust the Lord completely. completely. God, I don't understand what's going on in my life. And I'm in the fire right now. And Lord, it seems like that I'm in the fire. And then I'm in the fire again. And then it looks like it just repeats itself. Now, how many have had that to happen in your life? It's one thing, and then you're in the fire again. And then you seem like you get out of that a little bit, and you get thrown back in the fire again. It's those times in our life that, that God is preparing you. L listen to this. He is preparing you for the greater. But in the fire that you're going through, you can't see the greater because of the smoke and because of the fire. You can't, you can't see the next step of the great blessing that God has because all you can feel is the fire. And all you can feel and all you can see is the smoke. But beyond the fire and beyond the smoke is that next step that God has already architected and designed for you. But you've got to learn to trust him completely and not lean on your own understanding in your own way. And God said, I will direct your path through the fire and through the smoke to get to the next step that I have for your blessing. Listen to what Daniel says in chapter 3 and verse 24 and 25. It says, Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished, and he rose up in haste and spoke, saying to this to the counselors, Did we not cast what? Three men bound in the midst of the what? The fire. They answered and said unto the king, Is this true, O king? And then he says, Look, he answered, I see how many? Four, Four loosed walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not what? They're not hurt. Look what he says. And the form of the fourth one is what? Like unto the Son of God. Isn't that good to know that what I'm going through right now in my life, it's good to know that through the fire and through the smoke, not only do I have the fourth man, Jesus Christ, walking through that with me. But if I will just trust him completely, he will walk through it with me and not only walk through it with me, but I know that my blessing is on the other side of the fire. Because he's already architected. He's already planted. He's already set it up. It's already setting there, designed and architected. My destiny has already been formed. 
Well, pastor, you don't understand what I've done. You don't understand my past. You don't understand what I might be doing right now. You understand the sin that maybe I even might have in my life now to a certain extent. You might not understand my failures that I have in my life right now. Just because you got failures and you got things in your life that God is working on as you die to self does not mean he has not already designed and architected and set up your next blessing. And that goes for the baby Christians as well. God still has them set up. Well, I've done this, I've done this, and I've done that. God already, through his grace and his mercy, is already there. But you've got to trust God completely with what you're going through. Maybe it's a family issue. Maybe it's a marriage issue. I could go on and on and on and on. A sickness, whatever it may be in your life. But God says you've got to trust me completely. Say, trust God. Trust God. Let's say, completely. And he'll walk you to the next step of blessing. The third thing that God could be asking you to, to do. The third thing could be that, that he wants you to go to a new level of praise and worship. God wants you to go to a new level of praise and worship. Let's say that together. Go to a new level of what? Praise and worship. How many of you enjoy worshiping on Sunday morning? How many of you love getting with your, your brothers and sisters in Christ and you've had just a bad week? How many had a bad week this week? Oh, come on. I know at least out of all this crowd, it's one person that had a bad week this week. All right, I, I won't say how many men had a, said something to your wife you shouldn't have said. And then I know you had a bad week. <laughs> and then we get in church and how many of you have ever noticed through that bad week you make the effort to come to God's house and you get into the worship service and it feels like God just lifts all of that stuff off of your But is that the only time that i supposed to worship and praise God? Is when I come in for that 20, 25 minutes on Sunday morning? Little man's doing some praise and worshiping over there. Let's give him a hand, yeah. Uh, he's fine, right? Is that the only time? Or do we or do we give praise, give thanksgiving, and worship to God every day, daily? Do we, do we make it a point as we're going to work or as we're coming home or at lunchtime or sometime out through the day that we've got some praise and worship? music on and we're worshiping and thanking God we're in the month of Thanksgiving that we're thanking God for everything that he's done for us or is it just a Sunday morning thing because if it's just a Sunday morning thing when you get here to worship God on Sunday morning 
It's going to be about the fourth psalm before you ever get into it. So on the fourth song, you got your hands up. Well, what happened to the first three? It's very important. Listen, it's very important that out through the week that you're finding time in praise and worship. And can I encourage you? If you will find time out through the week, the enemy that is fighting you off and on out through the week, you will see victory out through your week, not on just Sunday morning. We got kids that are going to going to college and they're in high school and they're just facing all kinds of stuff now. But I believe if these kids will say, you know what? I, I am bigger than this. You know what? I'm going to just put some praise and worship on, and I'm going to glorify God, and God's going to get me through all of this mess. This backs it up in Acts chapter 16 and verse 24, and I'm going to read just, it's a little long, but I want to read this. It says, when we received these orders, he put them into the, the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. This is Paul and Silas. But at midnight, Paul and Silas, Silas was praying and singing hymns to what? To God. Let's read this together. Suddenly, there was a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were what? Shaken. What did they do? They praised and worshiped. The Bible doesn't tell me that's on Sunday morning, does it? Okay. At once, all the prison doors what? Flew open and everyone's chains became what? Became loose. Is that the end? I'm sorry. They came loose. All right. Let me read the rest of it. And then, then they brought them and asked, Sir, what must I do to be saved? And they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved, you and your household. I pulled five things quick out of that. Listen, they praised and worshiped, stepped them right into their next blessing, but they had, listen, they had to go through the jail cell to get there. Could it be that your next blessing, God is, might have to take you through some trouble to get you there? But if you will praise and worship the Lord, listen to what, to what he'll do. They started praising, worshiping God right in the middle of their bad circumstance. They started giving God some crazy praise. And the first thing I seen, the foundations of the prison were shaking. Could God be getting ready to shake your tree a blessing if you will just worship him? Wow. The second thing I seen, the doors came off the hinges. Could God be getting ready to open doors for you that no one could open or no one can shut? That those doors of destiny are about to open up because the Bible says they fell off the hinges. If you will praise and worship God, some of you have got some things in your life right now and you need God to open up a door. Maybe it's a job. I could go on and on. I don't know what it is, but God is saying if you will praise and worship me, I'm going to kick the door down and you're going to, have, you're going to be able to walk right through the, the third thing I seen was the chains come falling off. The enemy may have you bound this morning in some addiction, some habit, some sin. 
But the Bible says the change came falling off. Whatever you may be going through in your life right now, maybe it may be addiction, it may be a sin, it may be a circumstance, but if you will worship and praise God, the Bible tells me that the change will fall off. The last thing I've seen, if we'll praise and worship, the Bible says the jailer and his family was saved. Could God be just standing back saying, if you'll just give me some worship, and you'll praise me, and you'll glorify me, and you'll thank me, the next step is going to be your family being saved? Oh, wow. Let's give the Lord a hand there on that. I'm going to just give you a, give you a couple, couple more. Could the in-between, could the dash, before you walk into your next blessing, could God be asking you to the next level of prayer and fasting? <laughs> I, heard a, I heard a few of y'all go, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We call for prayer and fasting at the beginning of the year. and uh -huh, uh -huh. We're going to do 21 days of prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. We're going to do 14 days of prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. I know the Lord's been dealing with me over the last week to start uh, some time of setting aside a prayer and fasting. And can I tell you, I don't want to give up at Mocha. <laughs> Sister, Sister Amanda brought me a Mocha this morning. That thing sure did taste good before I come to the platform. I might not be addicted to cigarettes or alcohol, but I sure do like that. I'm addicted to that mocha. I believe God is asking me, and this is just for me. Kevin, there's some things I want you to sit down. There's some multimedia. There, there's some things I just want you to get off for a for a period of, just a period of time. And I want you to spend some extra time in prayer and fasting. You know what? I, I don't know what's up ahead. But Pastor John, I know this. If I'll just be obedient, my flesh don't want to do it. I can tell you. I like Doritos just like the next man. I'm not very big, but I like to eat, too. Some of you like to, some of you like to really eat. Now, I didn't look at anybody, so you can't accuse me of saying anything to anybody. But could God be asking, asking you to set a time aside of prayer and fasting? This new season of prayer and fasting, in that gap in between that time, I really believe, listen to me, don't, let's not push this off. Just hang in there just a few more minutes with me. Let, let, let's don't push this prayer and fasting off. 
Because I found a scripture in Exodus chapter 34 and 28. It says, Moses was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights without eating bread or drinking. He was fasting. And he wrote the tablets of the words of the commandment, the Ten Commandments. What could God be setting up for you to do? What is in your next step? The Ten Commandments. How many of you have ever heard of the Ten Commandments? I mean, come in. How many of you have heard of the Ten Commandments? Amen. All of us, right? That come through fasting and prayer. Everybody tune in here. I go, we got one more point and it's quick. Let me finish this one out. What is God getting ready to write over your life? If you would just take the time. To humble yourself and die to the flesh and spend a little time fasting and prayer and praying unto the Lord. What is it that he is about to write over your life? Because when Moses stuck the pen, so to speak, his finger to those Ten Commandments, God's hand was upon his hand. What is God about to write? Over your life. I'm excited. But you know where it, where it comes? I've got to humble myself. To fast and pray. And I don't like. To fast. And I struggle at times. Just like you do with praying. Right? How many times struggle with praying? And God you're going to ask me to pray more? Yeah right. And the last one is determination. What is God asking you to do next that's going to take determination in your life? You're not going to get it just because you want it. You're, uh, you're not going to get it just because you think you deserve it. You're not going to get it just because you think you've walked with the Lord longer than someone else. It's coming because you're determined to get it. Some of you have got lost children in here. You've got lost grandkids. You're going to have to be determined. But I'm going to pray like I've never prayed before. Some of you have got some grandkids that's just going through some stuff. You know what? You're going to have to pray and fast like you've never prayed and fasted before. But can I tell you that if you'll pray and you'll fast with all determination, then listen to Romans chapter 8, verse 37, my last scripture. Know in all these, help me, in all these what? How many of you got some things going on? Huh? And all these things, we're more than what? Offers. Through him who lo who does what? Loves. loves us. Let's read that again. Knowing all these what? All these things, we're more than what? Conquerors through him who loved us. I got to believe and I got to have determination that God 
going to hear. And he's going to answer my prayer. And if I have that determination, he's going to walk me in to my next step of blessing. Let's stand. Praise the Lord. We're going we're gonna to do what? We're going to die daily, right? We're going to die daily. We're going to worship and praise to another level. We're going to have determination, right? We're going to trust the Lord completely and lean not on our own understanding. How many of you are going to work on that this week? Amen? How many of you believe that God has your, has your life already in order? How many of you believe he's already architected it? He's already planned it? He's already got it set in order. Isn't that good to know? Amen. As they sang, I want them to sing a chorus and then we're going to pray. To you our hearts are open. Nothing here is hidden. You are our one desire. You alone are holy. Only you are worthy. God, let your fire with a 
a heavy heart. They either came a heavy heart of getting bad news, maybe a, a, a health issue, a family issue, a, a one of their, their children or their husband or wife or their business they own or God, their job, I, I don't know what it is, but they, they walked in here with a, a heavy heart. God, they drove all the way here and to be in the house of the Lord. God, I don't want to walk out of here with that same heavy heart. Yes. I, I want it to be they meant something when it came to the house of God. So God, I'm asking you this morning, through the power and through the word of the Spirit, that God, Lord, that you would take, Lord, that heavy heart. God, if, if I could take each one of them that walked in with that heavy heart, if I could, if I as a pastor could take that load and take it off of them and make things new, make it new in their life, Lord, I sure would do it as the shepherd of the church. But you are the chief shepherd. And I can't do that, but you can. I'm asking you, Lord, to take that heavy heart today, whatever it is, and you will, Lord, release that burden off of them. And that you will bless their life, and that your face will shine upon them. You will bless them in health. You will bless them in happiness. You will bless them in prosperity. And you will bless them in every area of their life. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said...